we're all in the same storm. We're not all in the same boat. everyone and welcome to the All of Life show. I am one of your co-hosts, Alicia White, along with my handsome husband, Stuart White. Do you like when I do that? Oh yeah. Put me on the spot. <laughs> You're turning a little red. It's just cuz it's warm in here. It's not warm. I <laughs> Our room is not warm. You just think it's warm. You mean our Super, super high-end high end. podcast studio? <laughs> yes. That we pay a lot of money for every month. <laughs> Probably, really, if you think about it. We just count the whole house as the podcast studio. Do you want to do a check-in before we get started on this episode? Just a quick one? I sure do. Okay. Tell me, my darling, how are you doing? Well, I feel lately, I feel like things are going well. There's definitely been a settling in to a groove of sorts. Uh, Getting work done from home at first had its challenges, and it still does, Um even recording podcasts has its challenges here and there. Children knocking on doors, loud trucks driving by, you name it. But all of those things are just minor interruptions. And uh, I think having a, a different attitude and heart about it maybe has helped. Um, and just having a piece that it's not a, it's not that big a deal. You know, we're, we're going to make it. We're, we're okay. And that's not to minimize like all of the virus stuff going on. And that is a big deal. Uh, but as far as our lives and how things are being affected at the moment, um, I feel that it's there's kind of a, a, a synergy, if you will, where we're kind of getting the swing of things. So, yeah, that's my answer for that. How about you? Um, I'm doing pretty well right now. I've said before there are I feel like we're going on a day to day basis and one day we'll be just great and I will feel so motivated and felt like I got a lot accomplished and the kids did great and we connected and it was just a good day and then literally the next day I'm not sure what changed but it's like Satan entered the house (laughs) and everything um, just does not go smoothly and I feel very stressed and very anxious and uh yeah, and I, and I feel like maybe trapped, like I can't escape the bad days no matter how hard I try. Um, so that's been frustrating, especially with homeschooling. We were already homeschooling our oldest, as you know. Yes, I know. she is your daughter. So she is a total rock star right now with homeschooling. She wakes up even before I do, and she starts her schooling, and she gets it done. And um, she's just really impressed me with her attitude and her schoolwork lately. And then there's our middle daughter, Momo, and she's just such a spitfire, and I love that about her. I love how spicy she gets, but then on the flip side, it makes it very hard to, um, I mean, like I try to create structure for her, and all she wants is freedom, and um, I'm kind of afraid that she's going to grow up to be one of those, like, free birds yeah <laughs> you know one of those. which I love like I always wanted to be that when I was younger but for her I'm just like can we please like can can I just like she wants that structure you can tell she wants that structure but then she just like um pushes against it so I'm trying to figure that out right now and also as you reminded me today like our kids are also sinners so there's only so much I'm going to be able to figure out with her and mm-hmm. just trying to point her to Jesus, but also feeling like a major failure sometimes and also wanting to lose your mind. Yeah. And, um, 
make her move out, but she's yeah. sick, so I can't really yeah. do that. So we so, yeah. we have this joke with our kids too, where in, in all playfulness, of course, like with our our youngest, our son, when he's acting extra spicy, I'll say, "That's it, you're fired." And he'll, in his own spicy way, he turns around, "Nope, I'm not." And then I go, <laughs> "Nope, you're fired." And he's like, "Nope, you're fired." <laughs> <laughs> and it just is entertaining. You Please, know? someone fire me yeah. from being the mom. Yeah. I just want to be fired. Yeah. Can, can I get a firing so I can go on a long-winded vacation? Yes, but. which you can't even do right now anyway. So, babe, tell us um, what we're going to be talking about today. Well, you know, in light of the difficulties in parenting, the difficulties in quarantine, the difficulties in uh, your career, your life, everything going on, um, one of the things that we have found, and it's it's shocking to us sometimes, is a number of people, both close and far, somehow or another, we end up being invited into their lives to help them work through stuff that they're dealing with. And I think in large part of that, it's we've been through enough of our own things and still continue to struggle in those things. So when people see that and they go, uh, the, you put it really well, babe, when you're sinking and you're at sea, you swim to the boat that's still afloat, right? And by the grace of God, that is where we find ourselves right now. Doesn't mean that there are never trials, that there are never difficulties, that there aren't reasons that, or days that we have moments where we're just like, I don't like you, or I don't like the way things are right now. I don't like the way my kids are, um, any of that stuff. However, I think the thing for us and what we end up pointing people to is ding, 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 the gospel. Yeah, Jesus. (laughs) So for, for us, that's been the thing. Like, even as we're struggling, we take that step back and we look at everything and we say, how am I missing the gospel in this? How, how do I need to preach the gospel to my own heart? And we actually bringing up our, our middle child, I won't go into too much detail, but today I went in and I had to discipline her and, you know, talking in my firm dad voice and, and, uh, but still trying to have a calm demeanor about me, assertive, but calm and just realizing, okay, What's the real problem here? Because I can discipline her. She can have all the consequences in the world. She can have all of the um, groundings and removing of privileges and everything. But will that change her heart? No. And that's something that we are very big on. And yet, even as big as we are on that, we forget, right? Like, Mm -hmm. all the stinking time. So, I ended up sitting in there and talking with her and explaining, like, look, Yes, there are definite consequences for actions and there are things that will happen and uh, you you will face those consequences, but your heart won't change with those things. And getting to the heart and just explaining to her what the real problem is, and we've been speaking it to our kids in terms of the sin sickness. So it's not just this idea of some outward action that's performed, but the actual broken condition of our fallen heart uh, that is bringing sin into the world. Because I think that's something as a Christian family, we uh, fortunately have realized, but a lot of times in our culture, our Christian culture, that gets overlooked and the emphasis gets placed upon the outward actions of sin. And those then are the, the approach that's taken is much like our previous guest pointed out, you know, more of a sin management type of thing or lust management or shame management. So 
it's either a covering over of it or a very works-based approach to dealing with it. And there are certainly things in life, I think, that there are practical things that you can do. Like, you know, if you are an alcoholic, you probably don't go to the bar. (laughs) You know, that's not the best place to be hanging out. Uh, But that doesn't change the fact that in your heart, your desire is for those things. So we have really been pushing dealing with the heart with our kids. And with Momo today, I just went through and explained the sin sickness thing and the brokenness of sin and the fallenness of the world and her own heart and how she can't actually do the things. No matter how much we discipline her and you know she has consequences, she can't actually change her heart apart from Jesus Christ actually coming in and changing it and explaining to her that the Holy Spirit is what's giving her this power and that she needs to be able to receive what Christ has done for her, uh, that he has paid the penalty, that he has taken the punishment, that he has died the death that she deserved, that we all deserved, and that he conquered it, that he rose again, that he lives and makes intercession. You know, of course, I'm using terminology that a six-year-old can understand. Um, And it was amazing because while she's still six and still wrestling and trying to understand, she has been saying things like, I want those things. I, I want to hear from the Lord. I want to know that. And, I, and we've been telling her, you can know that in the way that you know and that you have that relationship with Jesus is by confessing your sin and repenting and turning to him and trusting that what he has done for you is enough, that no amount of what you can do will ever be enough to satisfy the, the penalty of sin. And so we've been working on that with her. And there is something amazing to me that no matter how many times you hear that, it's not until your eyes are open that it means anything, you know? And um, it's like advertising where they say you may see an ad 10, 20 times before it actually has any impact on you. And I think it's somewhat that way, except on a spiritual level with gospel stuff. When you preach the gospel to someone for the first time for salvation, sometimes they receive right away, but often They'll hear it over and over again. Some will grow up in church and hear it over and over again. Uh, that Matt Chandler series that we're going through, The Explicit Gospel, uh, which is really good, and we do recommend that, he really tackles that idea that there are people that grow up in church, and that he he interviewed them and asked, would you say that you heard these things, the gospel? Some would say, yeah, I heard it all the time. I just didn't, it didn't mean anything until it meant something. Others would say, nope, I never heard it. But... We want to make sure as parents that as we have these opportunities to be preaching the gospel to our kids in grace and love and truth, that we're doing it so that when the wind finally hits the sail, it fills with air and they go, oh, I get it, right? (laughs) And this is a long-winded explanation as to how we are approaching this episode. But the thing is, in the same way that our kids need the gospel Uh, there are all these friends and relationships and people we know and people we don't know who are dealing with, I think, a reality of their own brokenness, but they don't have the, the language to explain it. And they don't maybe even, they maybe don't even have the understanding of what's really at work here. So you're here, uh, listening and, you know, you have this relationship with your spouse where you are, uh, fighting a lot more because, you're having to you're you're forced into a situation to deal with uncomfortable things where normally you can go well I'm going to work and you can avoid 
those difficulties and never actually deal with them. On the one hand, this is very hard, but on the other hand, you can look at this and say, this is actually a grace of God that he is allowing us to be put into a situation to finally deal with things that chances are we could have gone our whole lives never addressing. We could have um, retired. Kids could have been out of the house and we look at each other and say, who are you? I, I don't even like you. I, I don't know what we've been doing together for so long. We've been really used to the last uh, however long in our culture being um, having it so readily available to us to be able to distract ourselves so that we don't have to deal with tough issues, so that we don't have to sit in the quiet and focus on the things that we struggle with. And um, I think our culture is very used to just saying, this is an uncomfortable thing for me. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it. I would rather just busy myself with things so that I don't have to think about or talk about the things that make me feel uncomfortable. I saw on Facebook recently a little article that somebody wrote. I don't know the author. It wasn't on the post, but it was, maybe you guys saw it going around, but um, a phrase that has been said a lot during this quarantine time is that we're all in the same boat. And this article was really impactful for me because it said, no, that's not true. We're all in the same storm. We're not all in the same boat. Everybody's boat looks different. And some of your boats right now um, are, are um, patched up. They're floating. They're even sailing. You guys are, this feels like a vacation. You get to spend family time. You get to, um, you get to have the, the quiet that you've been so desperately needing and not to necessarily work on difficult things that you've been struggling with, but just to have like a good reset for your family. Then there are the boats out there that are, um, there are like 15 holes in this boat and these, um, (laughs) this storm right now that's raging is causing these boats to sink. So it's important to remember as you're dealing with your, like not only your situation, but the, the relationships that you have in your life right now to be sensitive to the fact that someone else's boat doesn't look like your boat right now. Um, but also we have, the Lord's given us this community of people and hopefully you have these people in your life whose boats are not sinking right now if you feel like your boat is sinking. You know, we we have these opportunities too. Uh, it speaks about this um, in Galatians, but where each person has their own load, but we bear each other's burdens. So it's kind of saying we each have our responsibilities that we should handle. I have my responsibility as a husband and father, and that's not mine to offload to somebody else. But when we struggle, when we have heartbreak, when we have disasters and pandemics, we also have the ability to bear the burdens of one another, to actually go and uh, go alongside someone and lift them up and encourage them. And that's something we want to be able to do here with this episode. And we also want to be able to encourage you, if you have that opportunity to be doing that, that would be uh, just an amazing way of letting the Holy Spirit work in your life through you to bless other people. Um, And something we want to get into some scripture too here, because a big part of the struggles that we have in our marriages, in our friendships, relationships, but I'm, I'm going to mainly focus today on marriages and parenting. Uh, it is rooted in our own desires. You know, we have all these fancy ways of explaining all the problems, and there are things where there's a little more to the story that, that needs to be explored for sure. However, 
we need to understand at the core of all of it, it's the same thing that I was explaining to our middle child, that it is the sin sickness within us that is causing us to have these this jealousy and this strife. So in the book of James, chapter 3, starting in verse 13, he says, Who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown by peace, by those who make peace. Then he goes on here in chapter 4. He says, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit he has made to dwell in us? But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. The one who speaks against a brother or judges his brother speaks evil against the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is only one lawgiver and judge, he who is able to save and to destroy. But who are you to judge your neighbor? So, you know, there's a lot in that. That's a big chunk of scripture right there. But in the core of what he is saying is, Do you think yourself to be wise? Do you think yourself to be humble? Then you'll understand that where you see these things going on, like are you and your spouse constantly at each other's throats? One may be more wrong than the other. Uh, It it could even be one is the one doing the wrong, but there is a constant quarrel, a constant fight. At the root of that is selfishness and jealousy. It is pride and It is wanting your own way. It is wanting to spend all of your time and everything on your desires, not the other person's desires. And especially uh, as a husband, this is something I'm convicted of because I need to remember this all the time. I have to lay down my life like Christ laid down his life for the church. And you can see the moments when I'm forgetting this and I'm failing in this, which is often, I think, I am seeing strife. I am seeing division. I'm seeing just anger and frustration. There are certainly legitimate reasons to be angry and frustrated. You know, if we all sin against each other and we should be um, able to address the sin one to another. And that is another thing that we can bring up and talk about. But, But I'm talking about those moments where you think the world's against you, but it's actually you are against the Lord. You think that 
you have everything on your side and you're always right, but you are not. Only God is. And you think that you should never have any problems and that everyone should just do things your way. And they should always respect your wishes and your time and your comfort and your pleasure. And they should never put you out. If that's you, I guarantee you, your life right now is surrounded with strife, jealousy, and just quarrels and wars constantly. So there are two things that a lot of people are struggling with right now. There's consequences and then there's suffering. So so what Stuart just explained was that felt so weird to call you by your whole name, Stuart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. Sounds so nerdy. <laughs> but <laughs> it does sound nerdy, babe. It's a cute nerdy though. Mm-hmm. But the two things that so consequences and suffering. So what Stu just explained was the when you are being that kind of person who is driven by selfish gain and ambition, the things that you're going to be experiencing in your life are going to be consequences from operating apart from what the Lord has designed for you. So um, those consequences obviously look different from, for different people, but that's going to play out largely in your marriage when you are um, requiring something from your spouse that is not yours to require, when you're trying to control your spouse in a way that's not yours to control control. Um, when you, just the selfishness behind what you're looking to get from your spouse, that's going to have consequences. It's going to start fights. It's going to cause discord. But then the, the other thing that so many are struggling with right now is just suffering. And it's not because of a specific sin that you might have in your life that is causing strife in your marriage. It's just that you guys, this is like, this is this quarantine time with what's going on in our culture and our in around the whole world right now. Like there is just flat out suffering that is happening in our marriages, in our family, in our relationships right now. And some of that is just unavoidable with what's going on. And there is hope in that, but that doesn't mean that we get to escape the suffering. Yeah. And, and that's just it. Previously, people were thinking that they were getting away with escaping the suffering because they had in theoretically, they had somewhere to go. They had somewhere to be. Now you're in closer quarters with more sinners, more broken people, and you're having, you know, just a storm of a time and you have nowhere really to go. So you think, and it, what do we do? We take out our frustration. It's the kick the dog syndrome. You know, we, we get angry at our life and we take it out. And who are we going to take that out on right now? Yeah. We're going to take it out on our marriages and on our kids and like the people that we are around every single day right now with no escape from. Yeah. More than ever right now, you need, I need, we need the grace of God to come and fill us. And we need to be humble as it says in James there, humble ourselves before the Lord and let him do the work in us. The The mark of humility is somebody who is quick to confess and repent, to turn from their sin, to graciously sacrifice of themselves and give to love those and care for those around them. It doesn't mean being a doormat. It doesn't mean that your abusive spouse gets the run of the mill uh, but it may look a little different than the way things have been going for you, which it, it may simply be reaching out for help. 
you maybe have those friends, those people in your lives. Maybe you're not even that close, but you can reach out to them. Their boat is doing a little better than your boat right now in this storm. Uh, and some of you are white knuckling the storm and unwilling to ask for help. Some of you, the boat is pretty much gone and you're in the water and you're blaming everyone around you for the storm. And you need to stop. You need to take a moment and humbly reflect on your own heart, your own role, and admit your fear and your failure in all of this too. So maybe it's not even that you've you've done anything uh, wrong, but you're afraid. And fear makes people do stupid stuff. And fear makes people take it out on other people. You may think that you're the most balanced and level-headed person out there. But when the chips are down, you have that reaction of panic when you don't know what to do. And it, it makes you stupid. We want to encourage you. Be turning to Christ. Be turning, not just, you know, reading your Bible and everything. That is 100% a great idea. Do that. But also, be turning to the body of Christ. You may not have the physical um, luxury of getting together with a friend right now. But call people on the phone. Reach out to those who, you know, are ahead of you in their lives and in their, their walk and their maturity. Ask for help. Be humble about it. And... God will walk you through this. I'm not promising that all your problems will be solved, but it's a lot better having someone to walk with through struggles than to have no one and to feel that you're walking alone. But if you want to see the hands and feet of God at work, it's in the body of Christ. We talked about this uh, in several episodes ago when we first started the podcast, but about how... Um, the Lord meets us in so many different ways and so often we miss it. And so I was just telling a friend this last night and it hit me in a new way as well. You, we think, well, I don't feel the presence of God. I don't see what he's doing in my life. I go to my friends for that, or I go to my spouse for that or whatever. Where do you think your friends came from? Where do you think your spouse came from? Like they are a gift from the Lord to you and that's where he's meeting you. So, um, so now is a time to reach out to those gifts that he's given you in those relationships and, um, and people that you can trust and people that, you know, will um, care for your heart and care for your soul and, um, just form that community right now. As we have been telling Momo, um, with her, with her disciplines and parenting that we're going through right now, like Stu said earlier, she cannot fix her own heart. And in the same way, we cannot fix the holes in our boats that we're, that we're in right now. When the boat is sinking, um, we don't have the proper tools to patch up those holes, but Christ does. And, and part of the ways that he's meeting us in those moments are by providing the relationships that he has for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's the part about being humble that it talks about in the book of James there. It's the humility to acknowledge and admit that you don't have the ability, you don't have the tools, you don't have any of those things to save yourself. Only Christ can do it. Only his Holy Spirit can be doing that redemptive work of transforming you and your lives. And uh, like I said earlier, a mark of true Christianity, of true faith, is somebody who is quick to repent. You know, you're, you're, even if you've been holding on to something for a long time, when light comes and sheds uh, light <laughs> within the darkness and you see the darkness that was there to call it what it is. That's the confession part of it to name it, what it is to call it out and then to repent, to turn away from it. And part of that repentance too is coming to Christ and saying, Lord, 
I can't. I need you to help me in this. I need your your tools, your power, your strength to do the work because I can't do it. And if right now you're looking at all, all the problems you have and you're going, how can I do this? How can I do this? Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't let anybody know that I can't do this. I, I, I'm promising you, you're going to just be <laughs> caught in a trap of misery. It's just going to completely you know, carousel around and you're never going to feel like you're ever free and you're never going to be real and honest with people. It, it, it is another mark of Christian maturity. How real and honest are you able to be with those who you know and who are believers and that you trust? I'm not just saying go out to the random stranger, but are you able to confess your sins one to another? Are you able to acknowledge when you fail or do you feel a quick need to defend yourself? You know, Christ is our defender. We have to trust in his work. Sometimes you want to go out and get justice for yourself right away. Sometimes you want to be vindicated right in that moment or even to get vengeance, to trust that vengeance is the Lord's, to trust that justice and to trust that he gets the last word and he gets the last laugh and he is the one to do it, not you. That takes a lot of humility. That takes a lot of patience. We have dealt with that recently. And we, we will all continue to deal with that. But we want to encourage you, be walking in the Spirit. That, that simply starts with confessing your sin, repenting of your sin, saying, Lord Jesus, I can't, you can, please come and do this in my heart, in my life, be doing your work. And when you fail, repeat, confess, repent, trust in Jesus. That's the beauty in the gospel that you are not, it's not a one-time thing that, you know, you are saved, but when you got saved, it gives you the freedom now. You can come and keep working on the stuff that's being exposed in your heart and in your life. You should not be running and hiding. You should not be covering uh, your tracks or hiding your shame. It should be something where it, it becomes a natural rhythm in your heart and in your life. So guys, if you are feeling like your boat is sinking, please reach out. Please send us an email. Um, let us be some people that you can turn to to help encourage you, to help point you in the right direction. We'd love to get you resources or just pray for you. You can do that at feedback at alloflifeshow.com. You can also send us an Instagram message at at alloflifeshow. Same thing for Twitter at alloflifeshow and Facebook, alloflifeshow, facebook.com slash alloflifeshow. We'd love to hear from you. Send us a message, private message, public message, whatever you want to do. Uh, we also appreciate if you happen to go on iTunes, if you're listening through iTunes, if you would leave us a review. We love hearing from you. The reviews do help. We want to get the word out. We want to get the gospel out. We want to help as many people as the Lord is willing to reach through our show and this message. And if you have been touched and encouraged, we would love you to leave your feedback there. And then one final thing that might be a um, helpful, practical thing for you guys right now. Um, we just stumbled ac across a website called Kiwi Crate. I think it's kiwico.com. And it is a really cool um, service for you guys who have kiddos at home. They send, it's a subscription service that you have different, they send different boxes for your kiddos with different projects in them. So there's like little science projects, engineering projects, craft projects, art projects, and um, they send them out once a month. And so if that's something that you're interested in, we are going to leave, um, we're going to leave a link for you guys in the show notes and then also on the website. And uh, we haven't gotten our first one yet, but a couple people that we know 
get them and love them. So we are really excited to order those for our kiddos and that might help give your kiddos something to do throughout the long days right now. Yeah. And if you would like to do that, we will put the link in the show notes so you can use that or you can go to oliflifeshow.com and we will also have something up on the website uh, referring people to that. Uh, so, hey guys, we love you. We thank you for listening. We really appreciate all that God is doing in and through you and in and through us. And we are excited to see what he has in store for us in the future. We love you and thank you for listening. Bye.